This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. Well, accidents can happen anywhere and anytime, and the consequences can be grave. And according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, unintentional injury kills more people between the ages of 1 and 44 than any other disease or illness. But here in central New York, we can rest easier knowing that we have right in our community a level one trauma center. Here with more on all of this are Dr. William Marks, Professor of Surgery and the Division Chief of Trauma, Critical Care and Burns, and Registered Nurse Jolene Kittle, the Trauma Program Manager at Upstate Medical University. Welcome to you both. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Marks, I want to start by helping us understand what exactly do we mean by a level one trauma center? What is that? Well, there are three levels of trauma centers, a level one, a level two, and a level three. A level one trauma center is typically an academic institution, usually associated with a university, that provides all of the care that a patient needs when they're injured. Okay, so we are level one. Is that a superior type of care well, to any other trauma center levels? It's different care. Um, you know, we do research. A level two doesn't do research. We can reimplant limbs. A level two typically doesn't, and a level three trauma center is a hospital where you're gonna where you're gonna stop. They're gonna do a little bit of resuscitation and move you. Oh, so a, that they're not fully equipped to take care of you. They're not fully equipped, but as a level one trauma center, there is no reason to leave. So it's the highest level of medical care for both adults and children, and it's around the clock, twenty four seven. That's right, right. right. So, Jolene, what standards? Does someone does does a level one trauma center have to meet? I mean, where are the standards determined? And I mean, is it something that's a very high bar to meet? It is. It's so high that that is my entire job. Um, and we actually have a second person who does pediatrics, and that is really our our full time job is to ensure that we are ensure meeting the standards behind the scene. And where do the standards come they from? They come from the regional source, the regional resources for optimal care on trauma from the American College of Surgeons. So what happens is the American College of Surgeons um, comes every three years to do a site visit, which they are coming to re-verify us in February, and we're very excited about that. And they um, make sure that we are meeting all of the standards, and then uh, the state designates us as a trauma center. So we're both verified by the American College of Surgeons to meeting all the standards, which there's like 250, I believe, and then the state then also recognizes us as, um, as meeting that. Well, I guess the question that always comes to mind to both of you is, how is the care that you would provide in a level one trauma center different than someone might find if they were just taken to another area hospital emergency department following an accident? Well, we have seven surgeons who have trained in trauma and critical care. We, we, we like to do the work. Um, we don't have big elective practices that would interfere with our being available. We have a trauma surgeon, a trauma attending, a fully trained surgeon available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And um, we can be at the side of a patient's bed in under 15 minutes. So you really have kind of highly specialized care available 24-7. Right, very specialized. And, Go ahead. In, in addition to that, 
they can move the patient to the operating room immediately because the operating room is fully uh, staffed and, and readily available with also a trauma-trained staff there. And to start, the emergency department also has trauma-trained emergency physicians and also emergency nurses and other staff as well that are all specialized in trauma. So when we use the word trauma, we're throwing this around, just help us with a kind of a medical definition, Dr. Mark. So what is trauma? Well, trauma can occur from a motor vehicle crash, a gunshot wound, a stabbing, you can fall out of your tree stand, you can fall and get injured with your snowmobile, and then the injuries that occur from that can typically involve every body system, the head, the face, the chest, the abdomen, the extremities, and we have a specialist available for all of those injuries um, 24 hours a day. So Jolene, give me an example, and, and Dr. Marks just gave us some examples of the kinds of wounds and things you see. Give us a little, you know, I, I read somewhere that you actually even have people coming in with horse and buggy accidents, farming accidents. We do. Because of our 14 county reach that spans from Canada to Pennsylvania, we have a really wide variety of cases that we see. We see, you know, gunshot wounds and stabbings and things like that in the nearer vicinity, but also we see auger accidents, in the, which is a farm a piece of farm equipment I didn't ever know until I was in a position such as this. So our, we see boating accidents in the summer. You know, it really does go by season. We see, um, you know, snow, um, snowmobile. snowmobile, snow blowing accidents in the wintertime, tree stands, people fall off their roofs, um, hanging Christmas lights in the wintertime. Yeah. Um, so it really, it does vary by season and it's a very wide variety. Do people, um, have a choice? I mean, I guess the question I would ask is, so, so you, you find yourself in an accident and often we'll call 911. What happens then and does the, does the individual have the choice as to where to go? They, they really don't have a choice anymore. Um, New York State has had a trauma system since the early 1990s and at the time when the trauma system started, a patient could say, well, I want to go to my local community hospital. The state has changed the uh, emergency medical services laws so that they have to take a patient to a trauma center if they meet trauma criteria. And the trauma criteria the state uses were developed by the Centers for Disease Control. So it's a national standard that the state uses. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen along with trauma surgeon Dr. William Marks and trauma program manager Jolene Kittle. We're talking about the benefits of having a level one trauma center in our community. So Jolene, but if somebody is driving themselves, let's say, to the hospital, what do they need to understand in terms of the difference that you might find? I asked you this a little bit before, but if you were going to, um, you know, you might have had an affiliation with a prior hospital sure. from some other elective problem, elective surgery or whatever, and you feel more comfortable in that particular hospital from your experience, what would they lose in that choice, for example, or what would they gain by coming to the level one right. trauma center? But I wanted to start too by saying, Dr. Marks talked about the different levels of trauma centers. And while there are level twos and level threes out there in the state of New York, there are no other trauma centers of any level in our area except for us. So by coming here, they, as Dr. Marks also spoke about earlier, there is a trauma surgeon. So there's only trauma surgeons at Upstate, and they are here immediately available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You will never have to wait for radiographic imaging. You will never have to wait for the operating room. We also have a specialized ICU that takes care of trauma patients that no other hospital has as well. So from 
pre-hospital to the services we provide through their inpatient stay and also rehab, we provide care for them from start so to finish. it's a continuum. Yes. And we also have um, specialty trained nurses in the emergency room who do regular trauma CME or continuing medical education courses. And the surgeons are required to have 48 hours of continuing medical education every three years. So you really, basically, as you mentioned, you have trauma RNs, you have ED staff, you have ICU RNs, pediatric mm-hmm. ICU RNs. I mean, yes. it's, everything is geared to this kind of important timing issue, which I want to get to in just a minute. But before I yet do that, how far would you have to travel to get to another trauma, level one trauma center, the, Jolene? Um, either Albany or Rochester. So we are we are it. As I said, we have 14 counties, which include 28 referral hospitals, and it's about 1.7 million people that we serve. So I was getting back to this whole idea of the timing because I read somewhere in terms of trauma that, and I know in terms of stroke timing is crucial as well, but in terms of trauma specifically, that there's this thing called the golden hour or yes. something about timing. Can you help under- well, uh, us understand sure. that? Sure. In the, in the late 1960s and early to mid-1970s, um, there were really no designated trauma centers in the country. And some surgeons who devoted a significant amount of their career to trauma care went out and looked at what were called preventable deaths. And these are deaths that would could have been avoided if you had simple trauma care available. Somebody to stop the bleeding, somebody to uh, intubate a patient to protect their airway, somebody to take them to the OR right away, somebody to drain um, a bleed in the brain. And having, having that capability is important because the longer a patient bleeds or doesn't have an airway, the worse their outcome is. So within that hour, uh, from the time they're injured till the time they get to definitive care, the rate of survival increases. So basically what you're saying is timing is everything in, in trauma as much as it is in stroke. It in is. Exactly. Cases. So, Jolene, help us understand what happens when you arrive with an ambulance or even on your own to a trauma center. Take us through it br- briefly, kind of an overview. So I want to start out from before you arrive. We have our resources here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, Whether or not a patient comes, we are always prepared to take them. And when you arrive, you will be greeted by trauma-trained emergency physicians, trauma-trained emergency nurses, and then they activate, um, prior to the patient coming, which is really important, a trauma activation, and the trauma surgeons will come as well, and they work collaboratively with the emergency physicians. And then if you require neurosurgery, they will be there within um, 30 minutes, usually a lot sooner, Um, or orthopedics that are also especially trauma-trained, they will be there within 30 minutes or sooner. And then whatever radio Graphic diagnostics you need, such as CT scan, that's 24 hours a day. And they, if there's anyone, there's two right in the emergency department, and they will um, clear it for the trauma patient immediately. And the patient can also be into the operating room if necessary within 15 minutes. Wow. And then from there, or if they don't require the operating room, they can go to our specially, um, our special ICU that's for trauma patients as well, which is also unique to our hospital. How is the kind of the support within the community of medically other medically trained first responders, how does that work kind of hand in glove with you? For example, 
you know, the whole idea of the paramedics or the EMS-trained personnel, they're also, in a sense, part of your team, they? are they? part of our team. So we have an outreach coordinator that works for the trauma program, and he works with the EMS community and helps educate, it helps, you know, provide, like, the linkage between the trauma center, and then we also participate in the regional emergency medical committees to have that linkage as well. They're invited to participate in our quality initiatives. So we really are partners. So... Just again, in, in a real life terms, what are they doing to uh, foster the whole kind of care continuum? In other words, they're working as a part of your team in a sense, and as soon as someone, as soon as they're, someone's in their ambulance, they're already doing some of these kinds of things that Dr. Marks was yes. talking Stopping about. Stopping the bleeding is huge. Um, and then you sound like you were coming yeah, and, and the EMTs we have here, they intubate patients, mm-hmm. they can protect the airway. They can start an IV if the patient need, you know, if a patient needs one. They can stabilize the back and the neck if you have a spine injury, so you don't become paralyzed. Uh, they get people out of the vehicles and get them out of the vehicles. If it was a car. If it was yeah. a car, without um, further you know, injury. Further injury, mm-hmm. and they know what to do when they see a gunshot wound, and they know what to do when they see a snowmobile accident. So in a way, that's a very important kind of, as I say, hand in glove. They're yes. basically, they're right. preparing, and it's an ongoing continuum within that golden hour right. to right. get that patient to the level one trauma center, and then you guys right. take over. They so can also safe. activate our trauma activations. So that's Which means huge. What? They activate our trauma system. So if they identify a level one trauma patient out in the field, they can act, they call the radio to the emergency physicians and says and say I'm on route. And we're on we're on our and way. And we will activate our system in response to that. Which so that means huge. you're waiting. Right. You're standing we there have, waiting. physically waiting. Yeah, we have three different levels of trauma activation. There's a level one, which somebody's really injured, and everybody's standing there right away. A level two, they're injured badly, but. They don't need intervention immediately, and then there's the patient who kind of you want to see as a consult. Right, so it's not that kind of an emergent kind of situation. Well, I just want to know in the little bit of time we have left, where do you see us heading in the future very quickly? Where do I see us heading in the future? I think we want to maintain our level one verification from the American College of Surgeons. Um, We are getting out into the community more and trying to... um, prevent trauma from occurring. So there's a lot of prevention efforts. There's a efforts. lot of prevention efforts. We have courses to, to teach kids how to drive and avoid risky situations. We have uh, stab wounds and gunshot wounds that we've been teaching EMS how to help so you're really kind hospital. of trying to cover our mm-hmm. entire community. Right. I have to leave it there, but I want to thank you both so much for coming in. My guests have been Dr. William Marks, Professor of Surgery and the Division Chief of Trauma, Critical Care, and Burns, and Registered Nurse Jolene Kittle, the Trauma Program Manager at Upstate Medical University. Thanks again. I'm Linda Cohen. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air.